Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and finding other women and men who lift women up is my favorite thing to do. Their stories are inspiring, and they help us understand that we can all succeed if we support one another in our work and in our lives. These amazing conversations gave me the stories and wisdom from my earlier book, Leading Women, and they have also inspired my new book, which came out 2019, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. Now, this week, I'm pleased to welcome Topper Wilkins. Topper has been convening and connecting people for the purpose of social change for over a decade. Starting with the founding of the Highland City Club, a membership community of 300 change makers in Boulder, Colorado, he managed the Dutton Hot Springs, one of the North America's top all-inclusive resorts and retreat centers, and founded Conveners.org, a group of over 150 impact conferences and accelerators. Topper now leads Opportunity Collaboration a global network of several thousand social profit leaders, for-profit social entrepreneurs, grant makers, impact investors, corporate corporations, companies, and academic building a sustainable solution to end poverty. His purpose is to convene and connect all of these and other agents of positive change to build the ecosystem for the social sector and create greater opportunities for social, environmental, and economic justice. Wow. You know, I'm pleased to welcome Topper Wilkins to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Wow. Welcome, Topper. Well, thank you for being with here with me. And uh, as I said, this is a conversation. You know, it's I was trying to think of the term they used. I just came from a women's leadership conference in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's called social value. But the relationships are the key to really advancing uh, your mission and whatever your particular passion is. And so, I mean, my gosh, that's that's all you and your wife are doing, and your mm-hmm. and your wonderful group are. It's just about relationships. And, and ending poverty. I mean, you just want to end poverty. Okay, great. Let's do it. So, but, but welcome. Welcome. And, and, and I said it's just – Ed's never failed to to deliver wonderful people for me to talk with and, and uh, get to know better. So, you know, this is about you. And so what I want to do is start with your story because you have some very higher purpose, lofty, lofty – ideas and and mission as far as what you want to do with this world, you and your wife and those that have joined you, to really change the world, not only socially, but environmentally, but also the economic justice that you speak of. So how in the world did you get to be who you are? (laughs) Well, it's a a long and winding road, Dr. Nancy. Um, Well, I think starting from the very beginning, I was born in uh, Middlebury, Vermont, uh, and grew up in Hanover, New Hampshire. So for anyone who knows New England, these are two um, small New England college towns. Uh-huh. Uh, and neither of my parents were professors. They just loved this environment. Uh, and it was an incredibly safe, wonderful place to grow up as a young man. You know, we were, we were a middle-class family. Occasionally, conversations would come up around grocery store budgets. But, uh, yeah. you know, for the most part, we always knew we would have 
a roof over our heads and, and three meals a day to eat. Um, but my parents were working parents. My, my mom was a teacher and my dad was uh, sort of, um, you know, t- would take pretty much any job he could get, uh, of which there weren't very many in small New England college towns back in, uh, you know, the 80s and early 90s. So anyway, mm-hmm. grew up in this relatively bucolic traditional place and felt very lucky and very privileged. Um, so when I was 18, I decided it was time to see the rest of the world. And that's when I went to Southern California for my undergrad studies at Pomona College, part of the Claremont schools down there. The irony being that Pomona College and the Claremont schools are sort of like the West Coast version of a small New England college town. Okay. Uh, so I was not able to really scratch that itch of wanting to see, you know, what what real life, quote unquote, was all about. So what, what in the world is going on? Yes, what's going on? Yeah, what, what's outside of this little bubble that I keep finding mm-hmm. myself in? Finally, I was very fortunate to take a semester abroad on the east coast of Africa. This is uh, mm. coastal Kenya, coastal Tanzania. Um, We spent three and a half months with Kenyan families and Tanzanian families. We we learned Swahili. We ate japati every day. We drank chai. Um, We were as immersed as we possibly could be uh, into Kenyan and Tanzanian culture. And that was, as you might imagine, Dr. Nancy, an incredibly eye-opening experience. Yeah, um, I've, I've been there I've, several times. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, so, you you know, I mean, it was like I finally realized that this was the way that a lot of people around the world lived day to day. And, right. of course, I saw, you know, extreme poverty on the one hand. I also um, witnessed real happiness for the first time in my life and still grappling with juxtaposing those two together. Um, but lo and behold, that was really the the crucible moment, if you will, the, the catalyst for me to become of service to, you know, to really shift my life and my uh, my professional pursuits and personal pursuits to be in service to humanity. Every day, every day since then, it's been, um, you know, how do I how do I take my uh, my circumstances, my, you know, the, the good fortune I've had as a young man in this world and you know, really put those to use, really leverage those. Yeah. To, to, well, to be you know, and, I, and of, I guess I'm going to try that. to nail you down just a little bit, but was there Please. one particular mm-hmm. thing that really, I mean, I, I think there's always something that is kind of our, uh, our aha moment or something that mm-hmm. truly gets our attention that maybe never did or you never even thought about until till you saw that and went, that's what I've got to do. I've got to be a change agent. I've got to get out there, and I'm going to change the world for good. So is what is that moment? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so fast forward 20 years uh-huh. from that that time in uh, in East Africa to the second version of the Opportunity Collaboration. And, and for the listeners, Opportunity Collaboration is this annual global event that my wife and I Put together, uh, we host it in Mexico every year. It's we bring together leaders like Ed Martin uh, yeah, and yeah. others who've been on your show, in fact, Dr. Nancy. And you know, at the end, these folks are all committed to building solutions to poverty. And my wife and I, leading up to that second version of the Opportunity Collaboration in 2010, had been hired uh, by the founder of this organization as the co-COOs leading up until that second one. And lo and behold, uh, my wife was pregnant with our third son to the extent where she was not able to go to Mexico uh, yeah. and, and basically help operationalize this global gathering. And so yours truly, 
headed down to Mexico um, by myself without my, you know, my trusted partner by my side to, yeah. to basically run this global event. And leading up until that point, my wife and I had worked together in lots of different contexts and situations, all of which really put her in the leadership position between the two of us. And I was very comfortable with that. <laughs> I was very happy to have her be the one, uh, you know, largely making the sort of professional decisions between the two of us. Of course, we worked interchangeably, but at the end of the day, a lot of the folks we worked with would turn to her to be the key decision maker. So at the Opportunity Collaboration of 2010, I was there by myself. This is the first time that I have been sort of thrust into the role of having to make a lot of decisions to be, to be the real leader. Um, and it was about halfway through that I was able to take 20 minutes to step into the beautiful Pacific Ocean on the coast of Mexico um, and take a deep breath. And just it, that, it was that moment where, um, I don't know how else to say it, Dr. Nancy, it was like a conversation with God. It was that moment where I realized that this was a turning point for me as a man, as a father, as a husband, and as a leader in this space. And it was yeah. – it was very clear all of a sudden that this was what I was born to do to the extent where I called my dad a few minutes later. and It's like, Hey dad, this is why you and mom got together. Like this is, this yeah. is it. This is really why. why. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just the spark. Me, just call him to let you know. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but that, you know, I think that's, that's really what it's about though that serendipitous moment, that moment that truly crystallizes, this is the, this is my meaning, this is my purpose. And, you know, Omni and the Fifth Element and, and all the groups that I've, I've met and the people that I've met, um, they really are very, very similar in those respects that they, they've been in the real, you know, they, I hate to say the real world, but they've been in corporations, they've been in mainstream, whatever, they've seen the grind for the promotion, for the money, for the position, and, and, and basically say to themselves, this isn't what it's about, this is not yeah. what it's about for me, yeah. and uh, of course, you and your wife to come together and at this time in your life and to decide that, you know, from your pictures, you, you don't look either one of you that particularly old to me. So you've been, <laughs> you know, you definitely had something that early on for her as well, that, that really, yeah. this is what you were supposed to be doing. And, and the people that yeah. come into your life over and over again. I mean, I think that's really the, the most amazing feeling that I've had with Jim and Scott and, and Ed is that these people are real. They're authentic. Yeah. They truly right. believe that when we bring people together who care about the, about the social menu, the environment, and the economy, and, of course, mm -hmm. ending the most profound issue that is for all of us the biggest issue is, is poverty, you know. Yeah. Yep. The basic survival skills by ending poverty, and yeah. uh, you know this is what you're doing. And do you do you sometimes wake up and just feel a huge amount of responsibility, or sometimes do you wake up and go, "Hey, I'm ready to go for it again"? Or, or what what do mm. you feel sometimes? It's both, Doctor Nancy. It's both. I mean, I'm very lucky to be in the position of being of service to the folks who are helping everyone else, so yeah. to speak. In other words. My my job with Opportunity Collaboration, I would say this also goes for Ed and the others at Fifth Element, is one of convener. It's one of connector. It's yeah. one of sort of field builder for yeah. for the industry, for the sector of 
solutions to poverty and social change and social impact. So, you know, there's, I'm several layers removed from having to do the work on the ground. And that's, that's where I see the most burnout. That's where I see, you know, incredible passion and enthusiasm being squashed by bureaucracy, being, being squashed by apathy, uh, being squashed by a sense of business as usual. So in my role, I'm in that lucky seat of being able to to re-inspire those folks to be the one who provides experiences and connections and conversations that, that get these folks to roll up their sleeves again and really dive back in. Yeah. Uh, or, and or, that's incredibly yeah. or inspiring. Or find the people that can help them, help them all along the That's way. right. Yeah, to be, the, to be the conduit through which their work is, is ideally scaled up and that we you know, get closer it, and closer. It, to these isn't solutions. it amazing, though? I mean, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of naysayers. There are a lot of people out there that mm-hmm. go, you know, mm-hmm. is the half, glass half full or is the glass half empty? <laughs> but there are many people in our world that really are very afraid. You know, they're, they're concerned, but they yeah. don't know what to do about it. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. That's We have this one group, and then we have this other group that – you know, my goal, and I'll be very honest with you, my goal is to bring us all together. And I'm very much like you. I think until we find the key ingredients and the things that bring us together, and and not in opposition or not in competition, but that, you know, there's an infinite pie. You know, we have this huge infinite pie that has everything that we need. And yeah. most people don't understand that. They come from a place of scarcity. They That's don't right. consider abundance. And 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 once you do start to consider the abundance and that infinite pie, anything is possible. That's right. So That's you know right. this is this is the amazing thing about it. Now, you know you you talk about the female energy, and I, I want to talk a little. You know I'm into. I have two. You know my greatest joy is I just as I said I just came from this women's leadership. Uh, mm. I'm I'm the chair of Take the Lead, which is our our mission is by 2025 is that gender parity as far as women's leadership yeah, and great. men and women coming together and supporting each other to really be the ultimate change agents. I really get excited because my my premise is so simple. When women support other women, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, mm-hmm. do you, what do you think of that? Well, ab- absolutely. And I, you know, I also believe deeply Nancy and, your comment you mentioned before, which is we all need to come together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, the, the female energy, so to speak, is reflected in the way that we bring people together. And I think right. that's important to highlight a little bit. So for, for my wife and I's work with Opportunity Collaboration, you know, our, our business, if you will, our, our day-to-day effort is to facilitate, coordinate, and curate this large annual gathering. You know, um, mm-hmm. what a lot of people would, would call a conference if they were not actually familiar with the way it was <laughs> yeah. structured. And the reason, the reason that it is um, different than a conference is that we've actually taken the standard conference and flipped, it on, flipped that model on its head. And the reason is, is that the standard conference model, in my opinion, is a uh, manifestation of a very strong male energy, of uh, almost a patriarchal model. In other yeah, words, like who's who? Put, who's who? Who are you? Yeah, you put yeah. you put the quote unquote experts up on the stage. You have you know everyone else sitting in a row of chairs, sort of uh, you know expected to gain some sort of wisdom or knowledge or inspiration from those experts 
in front of the room, and it creates a second-class citizenry. It creates a sense of disconnect of well, it's us of, and them. It's a division. Of, exactly of separation. Yeah. And for opportune collaboration, we we have you know we have sessions on the agenda. It's not a complete free for all, but but every session is literally a circle of chairs in a room. It's about dialogue. It's about conversation. It's about everyone having a voice. Everyone contributing. And I would I would venture that that's a, a much more you know in the in the gender dichotomy, much more of a female energy. Uh, around how we convene, you know, providing space. Uh, it's about deep listenership. It's about holding everyone together in the circle. It's about making sure that uh, everyone has a voice, everyone's able to contribute, that we're all learning from each other, and we're all, therefore, you know, lifting one another up. Well, it's, it's an authentic authentic relationship building experience, which yeah. this is just an example, but uh, not everyone goes to these women's conferences. And there were men there too, so I'm not saying there weren't men. Mm-hmm. But but I, I did speak to a woman. She'd not really been to a woman conference on leadership. And she said, you know, this is absolutely amazing to me. She says, I've mm-hmm. never been to a women conference. She says, I feel so comfortable. I feel so connected. I feel yeah. so safe. And I yes. think that's what we're what we're talking about is that when you bring people together in a format that's not really a format, but the format is is we're all here mm-hmm. to help one another. We're all here to share pieces of that infinite pie that we can give to one another uh, <laughs> right. that will assist in the uh, in the outcome for all of us, which is social justice, which is environmental improvement, and 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 you know social change and ending the most important thing is poverty so mm-hmm. yeah no mm-hmm. i bought, i i got it you you got me all line sinker i'm done i'm i've got you I mean, I, that's exactly where i come from so yeah and and you know and and you know somebody we were talking about soft skills you know and somebody mm-hmm. was saying women's skills are soft skills no those aren't soft skills those are relationship building skills so i think right. part right. of what we have to do uh, tofer is to redefine and relabel things in a way that really, when people say them and talk about them, it's in a, it's in a, um, a kind of a comfortable, soothing fashion versus, mm-hmm. you know, immediately putting you on guard or defense to challenge your intelligence, to challenge whatever resources you may or may not have. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. it is an exciting time when these organizations, and and you are organizations, but they're but they're built with a basic premise of helping one another from the from the start from the from that's right. That's right. No, I, I, I honestly believe, Dr. Nancy, that we are seeing an enormous shift these days, that almost a consciousness change, you know, an evolution of how we think about how we all interact. Given the infinite pie of our possibility and the finite pie of our planet, <laughs> I think there's, yeah. Yeah. there's also recognition that we're, you know, uh, at least, at least we start to, you know, spread human settlements off this world, which is coming some point, I believe, relatively soon. But until then, you know, we're we're all on this one rock together, and we have to realize how interconnected we truly are. That, you know, even to the extent uh, of our economic relationships, that it's not about, you know, hoarding assets or, um, you know, maximizing shareholder value at every turn. Yeah. It's actually about it's actually about lifting one another up, um, making sure that you know everyone has a piece of that pie, so to speak. Yeah. 
Well, I've got to get you involved in Lift Women Up, our Lift Women Up campaign. Yeah. I love this that. is something very important. We, it really should say Lift People Up. But right now, mm. you know, we, we have a population. Until we have leadership at a certain level, we women have to continue to work towards and, and of yeah. course, have male sponsors and male uh, mentors that assist us. You know, and, and I think the key to that is we have to ask for help. Mm. And each, and, I'm, and I'm talking about men, and I'm talking about women. When we ask for each other's help, isn't something something amazing occurs? Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what you're doing. You're bringing people together, and and they know from the beginning is that they're coming in to ask, and to offer what they have, and mm-hmm. to ask for what that's they right. need. Yeah. And that, that's well, pretty simple stuff, you know. It is, yeah. No, one of our one of our main sort of cultural mantras, if you will, in opportunity collaboration, is how can we help each other? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that's what it comes down to. <laughs> how can we how yeah. can we help each other? You know, how how is it how is it that we don't start with our own egos and our own organizational needs yeah. at the beginning of every conversation? Like, here's my business card and my two minute elevator pitch and blah blah blah. And instead, it's about you know how do we build how do we build a foundation of trust and empathy yeah. with each other, so that well, that's why if we're I, that's successful why I doing tell that, me, tell my story, we, tell your story, tell who, tell me exactly. who you are. That's it. That's it. What 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 drives you on the inside? Why do you care in the yeah. first place? You know, yeah, those types of questions. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, so here we are. We're in this this wonderful journey. We're going down this path. You know, it's bright and it's shiny and whatever. And and you know, I'm, I'm you know I'm 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 Dorothy. I'm clicking my little heels over here. Uh-huh. But, you know yeah. what what is it what is it we need to to, to help others to understand? What is it we mm. you know because of of you know the, the the people that are coming from scarcity, the people that are the naysayers, the people that yeah. see yeah. darkness, they don't see the light. They see half half empty, not half full. How do we how do we approach that because you know that's part of it is how do you you know mm. how do you get people to join the journey to join to to yeah. to get on the path to get on the path yeah 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 well of course it's a it's a question i grapple with all the time dr nancy um and i would say my first my first suggestion is the power of what's called appreciative inquiry okay mm-hmm. so you know, if, for example, you and I disagree, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a glass half empty person or a glass half full person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it begins with understanding why, what, yeah. what, what, why, why do you feel that way? Why, yeah. why is that? And, and, and just dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And eventually yeah. th- there will be uncovered that little diamond of truth mm-hmm. and, and it, once that little diamond of truth is apparent and in the light, that's when you can start to change perspectives and behaviors. That's when the consciousness shift can occur because suddenly we know what's really at the heart of these skeptical scarcity mindsets, which are not grounded in reality. I mean, <laughs> it, truth be told, we have taken what was 3 billion people living under extreme poverty 20 years ago and decrease that by a, by two thirds. There's now only one billion people living in extreme. Wow. Now that's a lot of people. Of that course, is a lot right? of people. Yeah, it's still a lot but of people. You, but, but, but a lot of but other look people have been trend. educated. Look at trajectory. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. it. And and you know you think about the climate crisis is another 
you know, arguably the second most intractable problem and most sure. urgent, urgent solution we need to come up with. And, you know, there are technologies. We have the technology right now. There are, in fact, plans to roll out renewable energy to the extent where we decarbon the economy and all of our outputs. And the world is, in fact, a, a sustainable place within which humanity can thrive. So sure. we have the resources you know, we have the data to suggest that these solutions are working. I think that scarcity mindset is baked into, you know, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of years of evolutionary process where, you know, we, we would look around and say, oh man, there's a, you know, there's a bush with ripe berries over there. Let's eat that now because we don't know if it's going to be ripe the next day, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's kill the mammoth and, you know, make sure we get the meat inside of our bodies because there may not be another mammoth coming around the yeah, corner yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. And and that mindset, you know, it's deeply ingrained. It's in our DNA. Yeah, it's as, ravaging as a, everything. Now. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. and yet now now is the chance for an evolutionary leap. And I think it's um, women and men together, but women, importantly, and this, this female energetic that's going to get us there. I honestly do. Well, the SG sustainable goal number five, gender equality, yeah. is is yeah. basically my sustainable goal. You know, I agree with you in the respect that women, we have always seen the issues, we've always seen the problems. Okay. Uh, that's kind of what our eyes. But we see the big picture, but we also see the small details and those things mm. that are necessary because mm. of our nature, nurture, and for the the fact we do have the children and so forth. But yet we still have to have that ongoing support, you know, of the gender equality to orchestrate this whole phenomena. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a short story, but uh, I was in Oxford with Ed and Jim and Scott at the, at the uh, conference there, and I was at talking the about... At World Forum? Yeah, what, what's that? At the Skull World Forum? Yes, yes. Yeah, then, I was uh, there too. Well, maybe we met, and <laughs> there were so many people, but... But anyway, I was talking about the book, and uh, at the end, I was talking about the importance of males, of men asking men for help and and recruiting mm-hmm. men to help us and all in this together. And it was amazing to me to watch the men in the audience just completely calm down yeah. when yeah. they understood <laughs> that I wasn't adversarial, you know, and I wasn't I wasn't banging on my my women women hear me roar banging yeah, on my drum, yeah. all of a sudden something amazing occurred in the uh, room. And then I realized more than, and believe me, believe me, that was my aha moment. And I'll be mm. honest with you because that's when I had men come up to me and say, thank you. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. Because, and, and I think that's what it boils down to. All we really want to figure out is how can we help each other? How okay. can men help that's each good. help women? And how can women help men? And yeah, and it's so yeah. simple you know, that was my aha moment for the year 2019, and of course, I know I'll have many, many more, but but that's really when, um, you know, Ed and Jim and Scott and I started to really uh, connect mm-hmm. and understand that we, we've got to all join together to get this done. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited about the future, and, you know, and, and, and again, uh, introductions to, to you and, and, and more and more men and women that are doing this are building this community is is key it's it's how it's how it's all we can do right now it's the best thing well, we can do you know, you know here's a here's an idea dr Nancy. so as my wife and i have worked together for a long time and 
um, you know, navigated this sector and gotten to know other folks who are equally dedicated to, you know, creating a more just and equitable and regenerative world for, for all of us. We've gotten to know a few other couples who work together, um, a few other husband and wife teams. And I, and I wonder if you would be open to the idea of having uh, husband and wife teams be interviewed in the future on your show. Sure, that, sure. That the man and the woman are together on the same interview. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel badly that I don't feel badly, but I, your, your wife would probably have been just fantastic. <laughs> she's lovely. <laughs> of course, of course, she's going to pick up our three boys right now. So that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how well, the world works. One of us has got to work and the other takes care of the kids and then well, we tag team but, and it's my turn but, in 30 minutes. <laughs> but, it is a, but it is a partnership and that's the best thing. That's news. right. Now, do that's you right. all live in Boulder? Uh, we actually, we lived in Boulder for about six years. Uh, yeah. Very lucky. And we, we actually live in uh, what could what could otherwise be called Boulder on the beach. We're in Santa Cruz, California these days. <laughs> That's where the banana slugs are. I know all about that's that. That's right. You know, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm down, down the coast from you. So anyway, yeah. well, yeah. Tufa, this has been great. What do you want to say? I'm going to give you your, your moment in the sun. Your, mm. This is it. What, can, mm. what do you want? What's your dream? What are your aspirations? What do you want to leave us with? Where can we learn more about uh, collaboration, opportunity collaboration? Yeah, great. Thank you, Dr. Nancy. Well, well, for anyone who's curious, our website is ocimpact.com. Uh, I invite everyone who's listening to take a look. Uh, and if you're you know, equally dedicated to a world that's free of poverty, that where we can all you know, live in harmony with one another, um, I encourage you to consider joining us. Our event is this October. Uh, the dates are 11th through the 16th. We're in Cancun, Mexico. Um, and beyond that little plug, I also, I also have this other notion that I want to make sure we share, which is I, <laughs> I truly believe in the, in the power of men and women working together. And as is the case of me and my wife, working together for a long time. I think as you're successful, Dr. Nancy, include at achieving gender parity by 2025, where is the opportunity for men and women to be co-leaders in the yeah. future? Yeah. That it's not just one person at the top of the organizational hierarchy. Sure. That sure. it's that it's a that and they don't have to be husband and wife teams, but but right. that there's you know that there is a dualism, a gender yeah. dynamic in leadership positions that we see men and women co-leading organizations going forward. I, I, I love it. I think it's a fantastic. Uh, you and your wife could, could be the leaders in that respect. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a good book is uh, in, on your, uh, on your plate there. So there you go. There no, you no, go. no. It's, it's so important. Uh, like I said, I, it's taken, I don't, I don't walk around with a big stick like I used to. I now I walk around going, how can we all work together? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> It's a big let's circle. Get along. Yeah, let's get along. It's a big hoop now. <laughs> well, I hope to meet you soon, and I know we'll, we'll, we'll we will cross paths because Jim and Scott and Ned are on my path, and and Alyssa, okay. and uh, they're wonderful people, and so uh, I, I look forward to meeting you and your wife soon. Same, Doctor. The feelings mutual. Thank you so much. All right. Many blessings. Best wishes. Thank you.